Welcome back to segment two with our interview with WSD school board member Elaine Gallant and Ashley. She left us with a cliffhanger of something not so positive from a result that was a situation she found herself in. But have no fear. Miss Gallant continues on a positive note. There was a silver lining to that situation, which we will hear right now. But six months later, they had a very special invisible project that they needed to have done. Senior executive management wanted someone on that project that had a very strong trust base for them. I got it. And I delivered wow. it. And I, um, yeah, and I got great exposure yes. on that. Mm-hmm. And then my That's career good. was off and running again. What aspects of a high school or college student are needed to be involved in a position as a school board member where you are? For the uh, high school student, the focus mm-hmm. is very much within the school and the, and the and centers around student activities. And they really are the liaison between the students and the school board, as well as between the school board back to the students. They have to have excellent academic performance and rich experiences in the the high school activities and high school life because they're they're actually want to be able to speak to all of it and understand it with that and they really have to be available to to attend the open sessions now in the college end of it there's a larger student body and there's intricate social and academic say, things that they have to be involved with. And in student government, there is, from my understanding, I had to actually go back and research some of this, there is both elected and appointed members to that. And they have the same, they have an influence on what the university policies are going to be and their standards. And they have, which I think can also happen at the high school level to influence policies and things because you know when we hear from students we have input from that we bring that to the table so i don't want to discover to um discount that but the also at the at the college level you influence state and local and national issues usually in legislature so that's good now tell me in hindsight is there anything you will have done differently i think in hindsight i think i would have uh, participated in more high school activities, definitely. Especially now, going back, and I'm looking around, and it's just like, gosh, there's so much going on. And it was going on when I was in school, too, but I focused on different things, and that's what I would have done. I have my master's in management information systems, and I actually pursued after that and an MIS brings you about three quarters of the way to an MBA. So I said, I'll go back and I'll finish my MBA. I have two masters. And I went back to school, but I, I didn't. I think I would have um, completed that. And the other thing is I would have started working for state government sooner. I, I've always worked in the private sector in financial systems. And I did actually travel and consulting in financial systems. The, the key is bottom line. That's what you're working for when you're in the private sector. What's the bottom line? What's the profit margin? What's this? What's this going to bring the money in? When you go working for this state, the bottom line is constituency services. So it's 
I found it much more rewarding because what I did impacted people's lives. What changes have you seen in education and how have you had to adapt to any changes you might have seen in education itself? If I look at the um, core high school experience between going to classes, the um, football, basketball games, dances, um, probably not a, not a lot has changed in that. When I look at the outside encroachments on our students, however, it's a very different world that you live in. I didn't jump when someone um, dropped a book and I didn't have to have locked classroom doors and I didn't have armed people in the school there to protect me. We obviously, I mean, high school is high school. We obviously had clicks and we had spitefulness, but um, not at the level I think of unkindness and incivility that our students experience um, through social media. And that follows them um, and it spreads. And those rumors, I, I, all I can, in my mind, I visualize those, that hurtfulness spreads like a drop of ink on a paper napkin that just, that blotched the skulls. Mm -hmm. um, and I will also say that even though COVID, and I'm not going to dismiss that, that played havoc with um, the students. Yes. That absolutely did. It's not the only thing that's contributing to this incivility that I see. Um, it also comes from students also learn from watching adults. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, with the divisiveness, the divisiveness and partisanship that's going on now in the 24-hour news cycle on the televisions, you can't get away from that. And us adults, we haven't always behaved the way that we should. And that's an example that the kids follow. Hopefully, as with all of us, as the students get more mature, get a few years, that spitefulness starts not to feel as good and kindness will start coming in better. That's that's where I see the difference. I think the what I had to adapt for um, is trying to keep that in my mindset. And I think the students, our students, because that's all I can speak to, do mm -hmm. a fantastic job of keeping that in the background. I get very excited when I meet people like you and I see the students and I talk to them. And you hear this all the time, but I'm going to say it. You are our future. You're <laughs> going to be what's going to make the world my grandchildren are going to live in. Yes. And I look at our students and I see the brightness. I see the excitement and the promise. I still, I guess I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now. I get so excited for what's coming up. Yes, we we're going to be okay. <laughs> yes, we are. Now tell okay. me, what is the best lesson you learned? My, the best lesson that I learned is what is, they call it right brain, left brain. I did, um, so now I'm presuming you mean in my um, more, more useful lessons, I guess I got. Mm -hmm. Because I did application development and met with customers and systems analysis, you have to, you can bring the same, say, issue to two different people. You have to present it a different way. Other message doesn't get received. You have to understand your audience. My left brain people, engineers, I would go with my presentation, be black and white, bulleted. My right brain people, it would be colors with pictures. Same message, 
but that's that's what I, I learned. And then the thing I took, they grouped us. We had to do pre-testing and they grouped us. The first group was the people that thought like us. You had five people, you couldn't talk. You had to draw a picture. We drew a beautiful picture. Honestly, you could frame it and hang it up. It was beautiful. Then they matched it with people at the opposite. Uh, so they put me with a bunch of left brain people. Mm -hmm. By the same thing, same assignment, we had squeagles and we were really like just, oh, it was just awful. You couldn't make a thing out of it. It was just all spaghetti. My right brain people, I had green and blue and yellows. And my uh, left brain people, it was browns and blacks with my spot of red. <laughs> that was it. Um, but I learned from that. And when I would go into meet with customers, I would have a pre-assessment for people who knew them. Where am I? What am I walking into? And then I would make my presentation based on my audience. That was um, probably one of my best lessons. Now tell me, what wisdom would you like to share to us? One of the, I'm going to do this, and I know everybody's heard it, but it's worth repeating. Have goals. Yes. Because if you don't know where you're going, wherever you end up is going to be fine. So that that is key. Don't be afraid. Not I'm not talking like dumb mistakes, you know, that are going to like. But if you're learning something, don't be afraid to make a mistake in it. Learn from that mistake. You learn when you, you know, the same thing when I earlier when I was talking about my parents, when you dig underneath mm -hmm. to try and understand, that's when you learn. So don't be afraid of that. The other one was a wisdom that came from my aunt. Um, when you're faced with a difficult choice, the harder path is usually the right one. Yes. That's the other thing. And then read everything. <laughs> Those are it. All right. Now tell me, what's next for you? This one I laugh at. I'm going to be 73 this year. So no. staying vertical is a primary one. But um, that was supposed to be funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I actually wrote a children's book, and it's in it's in the process of being published now. Oh, that's good. I got my final illustrations came in, um, and so now it's back. And they're putting the, the pictures with the uh, words and mm -hmm. I should get that back within the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to say shortly, I'll have a book. That's amazing. A children's book granted. So. That's so amazing. Yeah. And then I will always look forward and continue mentoring. That's so amazing. Okay. So done. Thank you, guys. Thank you.